Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So yesterday was another first. Was it? What did we do yesterday? You tell me. You were there. Was I? I don't remember anything. Partially. I don't remember anything from yesterday. Yes, you do. No, don't I mess don't. around. The only thing Just I answer my question is my foot what did we do sticking yesterday? to the floor on the train. Oh, so you remember being on the train. That's Why it. were we on the train? Because you're a loon bag. Why does being on the train have anything to do with me being a loon bag? It was it your fault nothing. we were on the train. Why? Where were we going? A place. With a ball what place? that people touch with their feet. We went to a soccer match? No. Then where did we go? What's the other game where people touch a ball with their feet? Well, considering they Sometimes. only really do that in two, three certain situations. They still touch it with their four feet. Four certain situations, actually. Um, it's mostly touched with their hands, usually. Then why the fuck is it called football? Mm, because it's a type of ball that only works with kicking it. It won't roll. But it works with your hands. Yeah, they could have called it a handball, but I think the handball was already taken by those big red things, rubber balls that are red. And football was already taken by those black and white balls that Americans like to call soccer. that's called football. It's not football. my God, stop. F-E-T-B-O-L, football. Whatever you say. Look, you Canadians are copycats anyway. We create American football, and what do you get? Canadian Football League. What? What? Why is that a problem? What? Then what should have happened every year? The champion of the Canadian Football League should have played the champion of the NFL. They play by different for rules. For the World Championship. They play by hey, different so rules. Hey, so did the American League and the National League, but they have rules for fixing that. Interesting. They have rules that the championship is played by. Always. Huh. Makes it interesting. Some of those rules are rules that the National League team would be used to, and some of those rules are rules the American League team would be used to. And they switch on given days, what they're doing. Wow. So because in baseball, you go back and forth, right? When you're at your home, you play with your league's rules. The NFL's been around for 38 years longer than the CFL. Yeah, I know. A lot longer. But that doesn't make it any better. It's all the same. So we went to the Rams game is where we went. It only took us 10 minutes to get to that. I mean, come on. Well, you're Divided the one who would tell everybody where we went. Divided <laughs> by five. So we went to the Rams game. The Rams were playing. Do you remember who they were playing? Something red. Something red. <laughs> they were playing the Cardinals. What the heck is this? My friend coming to say hello to me. The cat has been hiding. Hiding. Two weeks? Three weeks? And she's out. While we're talking, of course. Of course. She doesn't make her any less cute. Uh-uh. But anyway, sorry so about that. So we went. I it was at the Coliseum. We didn't have the greatest seats. Which because... is like not the greatest place to go. <laughs> the Coliseum. It's really uncomfortable. 
yeah, it can be. The people are kind of strange too on the way there. So, um, but they were really like almost at the top of the bowl seats. But I mean, they only paid sixteen dollars for them, so it was super cheap. I got them like the week before. The only literally, thing that- literally saw an email that said prices for the Rams and Cardinals have decreased, and I was like, oh, let's see what decreased means. The only thing that sucked about those seats was where we were sitting in relation to the loudspeakers. Yeah, I swear. I had a ringing in my ears all day today. Me too. Because the view from there was great. Yeah. Well, you know what sort of surprised me? I expected the fans to be more intense. Like, you know how when you go to like a really kind of crowded baseball game uh-huh. and the fans are just like, you know, into it and doing the chants that go and, you know, saying this and saying that and like jumping up and down at the right time and screaming for their favorite player i don't think those people were sitting in the cheap seats where we were not so much i think those people had better seats see it made me think about why i'm kind of happy that the xfl is starting back up i mean not only does it give birth to our newest yogi's podcast network podcast called the xfl report coming soon coming soon people but it's like the same reason why I decided to become a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights the year they started. Because you can say you are part of something from the very beginning. And this guy right here, they had a one-season run back, way back. And I was part of it as a season ticket holder. Now, this is the second year I'm part of it as a season ticket holder. Like, that is what I want. I want to be able to say that I was part of it from the very, very beginning. I think it's kind of neat. It's like like that lady yesterday who was like, how many, 67 years she was a season ticket holder for the Rams? Yeah. That's just amazing to me. Like, totally amazing. I mean, that's a diehard. You think she stopped having season tickets while they were in St. Louis? She must have. <laughs> Although, you know what? There are weird people. I know people who live in L.A. who, like, the Arizona Cardinals are their favorite team. Uh-huh. They have Arizona Cardinals season tickets. And they drive or fly to arizona for all of the home games well when you think about it it's not like being a dodger season ticket holder and living not near the dodgers because they have like a way too many games. games yeah football only has what a home game every two weeks on average yeah, it's eight games out of 16 yeah so yeah. half the season and then there's a bye so there's actually 17 weeks of the season so, I mean, it averages every other time, but it doesn't. I mean, like, sometimes teams are home two weeks in a row. Sometimes they're home three weeks in a row. Then all of a sudden they're away for a while, you know. But it was it was interesting to watch. But I have to say, I understand why people pay for the better seats in football. Because, like, when I had my XFL season tickets, well, I, I kind of did what I did this time. I didn't buy the best, best seats that were on, like, the 50-yard line because – Quite frankly, it's expensive. What I did do is pay for the best seats I could afford down lower towards the field. Now, not right on the field, up a little high so I can see what's going on. But I've noticed that having seats like that, you can see the ball. I could not see the ball from where we were. Like the quarterback would line up, especially when they were coming at us, because it was all the defense. Then the offensive line, then the quarterback. I don't know where the damn ball went. All of a sudden they start, he says, hut, hut, hut. And then they hike the ball. 
And now he's got the ball in his hands, and all of a sudden, all these players converge on him because they're supposed to be trying to confuse you. And where'd the ball go? And I'm like watching, and I'll, I'll, I'll get caught up a few times and watching the guy go this way, and then I'll hear a roaring of the crowd, and I look over. Oh, and he's running up the sideline. And then I'd have to look at the replay. And I was like, I could have done this on television. Like, this is ridiculous, you know? But when they were in close, and like that one, that touchdown that, that put us ahead 24 to 17. The one where the Cardinals guy threw our guy out of the end zone, like picked him up and threw him. That was really cool to watch from right there because I could see the play unfolding, and I was like, "He's gonna hit him! He's gonna hit him! He's gonna hit him!" Boom! He hits him with a with the pass right before the end zone, and he kind of starts pushing his way in, and he leans across, and then the guy picked him up, threw him out of the end zone, like two guys, like picked like kabam, out of here. <laughs> Didn't work, though. It was already a touchdown. If they'd have caught him before the ball crossed the line, did they get in any kind of trouble for throwing his ass out of the end zone? Uh, they might have gotten an unnecessary roughness penalty. It all depends on how the referee sees it. I didn't see that as that terrible. It was just funny. But it was humorous that they threw him out. But what did you think about that perspective? Like, could you see the ball? Was it just my crappy eyesight? No. But that might entirely be because I wasn't understand the game at all. paying most of the attention. Yeah. I was busy watching the lunatics in the crowd. They were amusing me. Well, and it's kind of funny. I was thinking about it. And I have a slight hope that Mitchell will start taking interest in football. Because if you remember, his interest in hockey sparked up when he started playing the NHL video game with Matt. Uh-huh. Now he's been playing Madden football with me. Once. He spent a whole day, then he took it into his room and played it all night until like two in the morning. I know. He's a weird kid. <laughs> so like he loved the game, started like a whole career mode where he started out in college and had to work his way up to the pros. And he was complaining that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted him. I mean, he even understands that that's not exactly where everyone's at ambition is, is to be part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He, he even gets that. <laughs> But so I'm kind of hopeful it might you – know, I don't expect him to be overtly passionate about football because I'm not really overtly passionate about football when it comes to being obsessed with stats and players' names and all that stuff. I know the key players' names and then maybe some of the second, you know, secondary-type players, but I'm not that passionate about it. I just like watching the game because it's like a battle. And, I mean, it reminds me sometimes of a chess game where, like – take a couple steps backwards and then you bash your way forward you know and the strategies that are used and all that fun stuff it gets to be mind-boggling and i like that because i like to have to think and analyze and grasp a game like that it was fun but what, what, how was it from your perspective football not my thing and why is that i'm really curious i just don't like it i think it's dumb okay but and real real question and i'm not saying this to be rude but like is it boring because you don't understand the rules at all i don't understand hockey or baseball at all and i like those just fine don't don't tell mitchell that i don't understand hockey <laughs> you seem to understand both of those sports just fine not really so what do you bs your way through the whole thing when you talk because you sure use the right terms at the right time oh because you talk a lot about baseball and Mitchell talks a lot about hockey. Well, I find that interesting. <laughs> I put but things okay. together. But, but okay. football, I just don't. I don't. I, I can't. I don't. I don't care. 
I can't that's make myself care. I don't know how to make myself care. That's interesting. I thought man. it was cool when you got to go to Empower Stadium, but that's because you really liked it. And I think it's cool when you liked the football game we were at yesterday. So that's fun. And mm-hmm. I like people watching, so it was I have a little little bit of sore throat today after yelling a bit at the <laughs> game yesterday. I just yelled just a little bit. You know what was great about yesterday? What? The Rams won. You want to know what else was great about yesterday? What? Broncos won. You want to know what else was great about yesterday? Sweet Jesus. The Raiders like lost. You want to know what else was great about yesterday? The Chargers lost. But do you want to know? I just told you that the Rams and the Broncos won, but I'm about to tell, and the Chargers lost, and I'm about to ask you the question. Do you know what the greatest part about yesterday's sporting events, not about yesterday total, yesterday's sporting events, you want to know what the greatest part was? Patriots lost. Exactly. The Patriots lost. I want to see Tom Brady cry. There are some great memes you can look up of Tom Brady crying. The animated kind. Oh, it's funny. So funny. Because they caught him. He cried. I can't remember when it was. But he cried after a game, after a loss. And they caught him on camera and turned into like this viral sensation. I know, I know. Why can't (laughs) grown men cry? There's no reason grown men can't cry. But I love it because it's Tom Flippin' Brady. Mr. Iceman, Mr. Cool, Mr. Nothing Bothers Me. You know, if he I was crying it. over something that, like, I don't know, was significant. Like, maybe, I don't know, losing the Super Bowl by one point or somebody dying. I don't think anybody would judge him. He but was crying he about cry... not getting into the Super Bowl. Right. Didn't he cry about some, like, dumb little loss that didn't actually affect anything? Yes. Yeah. There's no respect for that. Just man up. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I remember when Mitch used to play soccer and where Coach Rafa kind of lost it, in my opinion, because let's face it, for so many people to just leave the team, his decision, his decision making was very unpopular. It had to be because why would so many people leave the team? Well, yeah. And part of it was he allowed a cancer back on the team. I mean, let's face it. That was that was the beginning of the end for him. And here's why I can say that. That person, like what we used to do in hockey, and I used to relish this role. When when you're the team manager, you have an initial hello, this is the team meeting. And at that meeting, the clubs require that that we played at required you to tell the parents, this is the coach. You will not have the coach's direct phone number. You will have my phone number. When you have a problem, you will talk to me. When you have a question, you will ask me. If it needs to be a conversation between you and the coach, I will facilitate that for you. But you go through me. Now, the reason for that was that the person that was the cancer was getting in coach's ear. And making, you know, it would be better if my son played over here and on a line with this person. And it would be better if you played this particular player more often when my son was out on the field. And it got right to the coach. And it got in his head. And he started making bad decisions because of it. And I'm telling you, when when you have 12 kids and like nine of them all bail and go somewhere else. Uh-huh. Enough something... kids left to form an entire soccer team. Let's and and. And my point in that is just that, you know, you have disagreements in groups and part of the group goes one way, part of the group goes the other way, but the main part of the group stays intact. This was like in mass, people just left and went elsewhere. Yep. 
And some people like ours, he's no longer really interested in the game. And, and it really comes down to the coach used to do things like, don't be celebrating the fact that you, you won five to one against a team. You should have won 10 to one. Don't be celebrating. That's just a regular season game. Oh, well, if you win it, does it get you anything else? No. And he'd basically play down the regular season games and make it like, you know, you'd, so you did a good job. Now, granted, there was one game where we were losing five to nothing with four minutes left in the game and we won the game six to five. Uh -huh. He celebrated that win and he told them why. He goes, I always tell you not to celebrate the regular season victories, but we're celebrating this because you didn't give up. You fought hard, you came back and you won a game that nobody thought you would win. So he was celebrating. He didn't like downplay their accomplishments. He just made them understand that that's an accomplishment. Just beating a team you're supposed to, that's not an accomplishment. Got it. And it motivated those kids to play better. But then he switched into like this attitude of, well, if you don't like what I have to say, you can leave. I can replace you. I'm bringing in better players than you. And he started to play that over and over. I know that's what got to Mitch. Yeah. Constantly being told you're replaceable is not exactly motivational for most people. Well, no. And you know, like, you had me thinking how we veered off over here from football, but that's okay. That's the nightly rant for you. Different feet, different ball. You, we <laughs> were talking yesterday, or maybe, and it was actually two days ago. We were watching that 70s show, and I was watching his, he had to apologize to Eric. And that was like one of the first episodes where Red and Eric, like, had lots of interaction during the episode usually it was like a scene here scene there this was like half the episode they were in each other's face and i said oh he reminds me of how mitchell acts sometimes super smart kid but once in a while does something that you just go what like you just shake your head and i'm not gonna call that stupid or anything it's just a like head scratcher like wow like what were you thinking if you were thinking you know, and he said something like that. And I said, oh, it reminds me of my relationship with Mitchell. And you go, yeah, you're Red Foreman. And I was like, well, that's okay with me. I kind of like his attitude. And you go, well, there's a lot of people online who say it, his relationship with his son is abusive. And I'm going, hold on a second. I don't say to Mitchell, you're, <laughs> she wants to get the food. I don't say to Mitchell that you're, you know, you're an idiot or anything of that nature. <laughs> I don't say anything like that to him. I just let him know, like, what were you thinking when you did that? Why was that the decision you made today? <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I'm abusive with him. I feel like I'm just real with him. Like, I, and not even, and not even, you know, like Deborah and I always talk about people who say they're brutally honest. I hate that term because if you're being brutally honest what you're basically doing is saying i don't give a damn what you think or how you feel about what i say i'm just gonna say it that is not me i don't say things to hurt people i say things to be honest about my feelings about what people are doing and i don't feel that telling mitchell well that was a terrible decision is an abusive thing do you i didn't tell you what the people of the internet were saying because i wanted you to feel bad about how you interact but with how Mitchell. Can you, but okay, I, I get that. I don't doubt your sincerity in that statement. But think about this. How do you get from, oh, well, that's you and that's Mitchell 
to, oh, and by the way, they say that relationship is abusive. How do you not expect me to put those two things together? But I told you why. I told you why. First off, I was reading one of those BuzzFeed articles that was talking about the most abusive TV parents in Hollywood. Okay. And Red was like number 10. Well, he was way down there. Who was number one? I can't remember. Holy moly. I'll see if I could find it again later. If you do, we'll put it in the show notes. Anyway. Um, and then they were talking about how he treats Eric in relation to how he treats Lori. And how that's the abusive part. Because he very obviously favors her and takes her side in everything and doesn't give a shit what Eric has well, to say. Well, that kind of proves a point, though. Thank you for saying that. Now that makes it more clear to me because that proves a point, though. Do you remember the conversation we had probably three years ago now? Probably not. Where we said we need to make sure that we're not, when Mitchell and Alyssa get into it with one another, that we're not always ganging up just on Mitchell or just on Alyssa. We need to make sure that since when they do that, it's both of their fault. Uh-huh. We need to either make them know that it's both of their fault or we need to... Once in a while, tell her to knock it off. Once in a while, tell him to knock it off. Because it's easy to get into the pattern of, well, he's the younger one. Mitchell, knock it off. Knock it off, Mitchell. Knock it off. Well, after a while, he's going to be like, hold on a second. I know what I'm doing is wrong, but what she's doing is wrong too. How come no one's saying anything to her? That's not fair. And it's not right. And that's why I made that comment. So that we're not treating the girl differently than the boy or vice versa. And we're treating them the same way. Right. And I mean, that's the other thing that kind of proves like when people say, oh, you're you, know, you say things just to be nasty with my youngest daughter. The honesty that I would give her was at the level I felt she would understand without getting upset. And by understand, I don't mean intellectually grasp. I mean, how much could she emotionally handle of directness on a certain point? Because there were certain things where you could be. Oh, my God, you you did that? Really? Oh, my, I can't believe you did that. And she'd be fine. Then there's other things that if you just kind of went, eh, I wouldn't have done that. Super simple disagreement. She'd melt down. So with her, I had to gauge how much, I still have to gauge how much directness I can give to her. But with Mitchell, I can be as direct as I want to be because he knows, because we've had the conversation many, many times, that I'm just being honest with him, and I would never, ever, ever, ever put him down. He doesn't deserve it. Nobody deserves that. Well, there you go. I think that's why sometimes sometimes I get frustrated when we have a disagreement because you'll seem to me – I'm going to put it that way. I think that's a safe way of saying I feel that you're, you seem to me to be like – taking it the wrong way like like you're being personally attacked when all i'm doing is just cutting through the bullshit and asking a question what do you think and you're like you seem that way and i could be totally wrong maybe you're not taking it that way and maybe it's not that way and i found that out a couple of times when we've had discussions that you'll be like oh you said da, 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 and then you say something i'm like what you you actually got that i could i could have sworn we had a disagreement about that and then i realized like i told you once before it's because i am taking my reaction to what you say and i'm then and if i'm maybe a little offended by it i turn it around that you were the one who was offended i feel myself doing that sometimes well stop it well but that's the hard part <laughs> is that there's times when 
I legit look at you and just go, why are you so butthurt about it? And then you'll insist, I'm not butthurt, but you just, you just were all pouty and you storm off. And I never, ever see you do that when you're not butthurt. And I never do it when I'm not butthurt. But when I'm butthurt, I storm off. And then you have to go and be all annoying about it and make me want to kick you in the head. But you are always like, oh, I wasn't butthurt. Oh, give me a wrong. fucking second. Was, I was not butthurt. like it didn't happen. That's the polite no, thing to do. You don't act like it didn't happen. You fix it so it doesn't ever happen. Giving somebody a minute to calm the fuck down isn't something that needs to be discussed. I gave you, I give you many minutes. That's not the point. The point is when you say that you're not butthurt, and I know you are, just say you are, but I'm going to take a minute here. Like, my gosh, man. Even the dog knows that. She's a looney tune. So, somehow we got to this point where we're discussing not- people understanding things and whatever. And I'm not sure how we got here. And it's going to be interesting to listen to this back. But We got here because you went on a long rambling pirate. I still think it's pretty cool that <laughs> you that you had another first. You know, like this football game thing is a first for you. I think that's really cool that we got to experience that together. But I was going to – remember earlier I was saying like the best thing in sporting events yesterday? Well, for me the best thing yesterday was just spending time with you, getting to talk to you. And like when we went to dinner afterwards, that was nice because we were both really tired. So we're kind of mellow and like just like, oh, let's lean on each other and get the hell out of here, you know? <laughs> and like, I don't know. I like those days. It was it was kind of like our travel to Denver and our travel from Denver because we were just kind of stuck focusing on each other. We had to. We didn't have any other choices it wasn't like there was hundreds of other people around us that we knew. It was just you and me in a weird airport waiting to get on a weird airplane with a bunch of germy people. How we didn't get deathly sick is beyond me. I swear if you jinx it, I will also kick you. It could but, still happen. But it was a fun time because we got to spend time talking. With and granted, on, on the flight there, we didn't even sit next to each other, so we couldn't talk about anything. On the flight back, we had a we had a really nice dude listening to very loud music in between yeah. us. And then the flight back, we didn't talk. We were tired. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was just the time at the airport. Like I said to you, I used to hate that, and I just I don't know. I really that was the best part about yesterday was just getting to spend time with you and having that connection where we were, we weren't worrying about business, we weren't worrying about anything but us. I like that. That tops the dudes with the watermelon hats? Yeah, they were funny. <laughs> Explain. You got to put context around that before we end. Dudes at the game with watermelons on their heads. Okay, what I found funny was that you're in the middle of Los Angeles where there's a very high concentration of Hispanic people uh-huh. in that area for whatever the hell reason. And the guy had the sombrero. <laughs> with like the, the rambrero he had the like bandana thing around it like they always do with the colors with the rams colors and then he had rams horns coming out of them that was an awesome headpiece like that was an awesome headpiece i like the watermelon and then then there were the dudes with the watermelons as headpieces they were pretty cool too and they were constantly on the little camera thing and i think that's why they buy the seats where they buy them and i think it's why they dress like like they dress because they get seen on tv all the time it's like those crazy dudes in 
in Vancouver who are paid for by the team to wear those giant blue condoms. Same thing. They're always on the TV. Everybody knows who the giant blue condom people are. I don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. You really don't follow hockey. Okay. Anyway, we did say you didn't, so there's that. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye, pretty girl. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.